Mesech's Bekurim Peri Gimel Mishnah Vovim Tul Peri Gimel Mishnah Test. The last three Mishnahs have been going through the steps of bringing Bekurim to the Beis Hamikdash and giving it to the Kayanim. Now, as we know, part of the mitzvah Bekurim is the Mikra Bekurim. It's the reading of the Pasukim, which declare one's thanks to Hashem, specifically one's thanks to Hashem for the land, and also for the produce and the goodness which He has given us. And there are a number of Pasukim which the Torah says, listing what He has to say in that declaration. However, in the middle of the declaration, after one posuk, the Torah then gives us an instruction of what to do with the Bikurim, and then it goes back to the Mikro Bikurim. So it starts the Mikro Bikurim, then interrupts by saying you should give the basket to a Kohen, you should actually give the Bikurim to the Kohen, and he should put it on the Mizbeach, and then it goes back to say what he should continue saying in the Mikro Bikurim. Now, according to the Tanakhama of our Mishnah, since the Mikrobikurim is one declaration, all of the Mikrobikurim should be said in one go. And the instruction which the Torah puts in in the middle, that's not to say do it in the middle, in the middle of you saying the Mikrobikurim. Rather, the Torah said in the middle of the Pesukim that this is an instruction which you need to do. So the Mishnah says, While the basket of Bikurim is still on his shoulder, so before he's given it to a Kohen, he should read from the Posuk which says, I am declaring today to Hashem your God. That's the beginning of the Mikra Bikurim. And according to the Tanakhama, until he finishes the entire section of the Mikra Bikurim. So he shouldn't stop in the middle and give it to a Kohen and then continue the Mikrobikurim. Rather, he should say it all as one declaration. Because after all, the Mikrobikurim is just one mitzvah. It's one declaration, so it should all be done in one go. However, Yehuda says, Yehuda Omer, since the Torah does interrupt it with saying what you should do, you should give it to a Kohen, you do need to do that in the middle. So you should only read Arami Ovid Ovi until a posuk which begins with Arami Ovid Ovi, an Aramean referring to Lovon, who's trying to destroy my father, and that's referring to Yaakov. But when he reaches that posuk, he shouldn't yet say it. If he reaches that posuk of Arami Ovid Ovi, at that point, he should bring down the basket of fruit from his shoulders and hold on to its edges and the Kohen will place his hands underneath the basket and together they would wave it about. So they would wave it in all six directions, similar to the way that we shake the lulav, just that this was done with the Kohen holding the bottom of the basket and the person bringing the Bikurim holding the tops or the sides of the basket. So you should do what the Torah says in the middle of the Bikur, of the Mikrobikurim, and then you should go back to the rest of the Mikrobikurim, the Kohen, you should read Meirami Ovid Ovi, from the Posuk which says that Lovon tried to destroy Yaakov, my father, until he finishes that entire section of the Mikrobikurim. And then once you've done the entire Mikrobikurim, you should place the basket on the side of the Mizbeach, the Torah says, you should place it in front of Hashem your God, so you place it on the Mizbeach, and then the Posuk continues, You shall bow down in front of Hashem, and therefore the Mishnah says, You shall bow down, and when they bow down in the Beis Hamikdash, they would prostrate themselves across the entire, their entire body, flat down, totally being submissive, and humbling oneself in front of Hashem in the Beis Hamikdash. And then Vyotza, he would exit the Beis Hamikdash, and as he was walking out, he would sort of be half bowing, and walking out backwards as a sign of respect. Mishnah Zion, the Mishnah Masechah Saito teaches and learns out of Pesukim that the Mikrobikurim needs to be read in the actual language which the Torah says. You would read the Pesukim, and so the Mishnah says, Barishayna originally, 
anybody who knew how to read the Pesukim, they could read Hebrew, they could read the Torah. So Kairi, they would read those Pesukim themselves. The Chomisha Enyodelic Christ, but somebody who didn't know how to read, and this was more common during the times of the second Beis HaMikdash. So Makrin Oisai, somebody else would read it in front of them, and they would say it together. He would repeat after the other person. However, that led to a situation where Nimna Umilahavi, those people who couldn't read, stopped bringing the Bikurim because they were embarrassed and people saw that they couldn't read. And therefore, his kinu, they instituted the Chachomim, made a decree, that they would have this practice of somebody else first reading the Pesukim for those who did know how to read and those who didn't. So they wouldn't start asking you, do you know how to read? Rather, for everybody who came, somebody would first say the words and then they would repeat the words. And that way, no one got embarrassed because people could not see who could really read and who couldn't. In fact, the Yerushalmi actually explains that the Torah itself implies that this is a way of reading the Mikabikurim because the Torah says, You shall answer and you shall say. So, what answering is going on when you're saying Mikabikurim? So the answer is that you're answering to the other person who is first reading out the Pesukim and you're repeating after them. So that's like answering after them. And so this method was actually hinted to in the Torah itself. Mishlechetz, the Torah says, The comb will take the basket from your hands. And therefore it's not just a beautification and a glory of the mitzvah that it's put into nice baskets, but it's actually a requirement that the fruit of the Bikurim be brought in baskets. And as we'll see, even poor people need to bring them in baskets. Now, although it isn't an obligation, it is ideal and a nicer way to perform the mitzvah to put each type of fruit into a different basket. Be it as it may, the Mishnah tells us how Ashirim, the wealthy people, Mavim Bikurim, would bring their Bikurim, Beklosi Shal Kesef Vishal Zahav, in baskets which were covered in silver or gold. Vahaniyim and the poor people, they still had to bring their Bikurim in baskets, but since they couldn't afford to cover them in silver and gold, Mavim Eisam Basalinat Sorim, they'd bring them in sort of woven baskets, Shal Arova Klufa, of Arova branches which were peeled. So they would basically bring it in a simple type of basket, but interestingly, whereas the baskets of the wealthy people which were covered in silver or gold, those baskets were actually returned to the owners after they'd given the Bikurim. So they would give the basket to the Kohen, but then the Kohen would take out the fruit and give him back the basket. But when it came to the poor people's baskets, both of the baskets together with the Bikurim are given to the Kohenim to keep. And there are a number of reasons given for this, one of which is that the poor person must have worked much harder to actually make this basket himself, and for him it's harder to bring it because it costs a lot in terms of how much money he has, and he might even feel bad that he's not bringing so much, and so the Torah says that in fact your gift is considered an amazing gift, so much so that even the baskets which are just bringing the Bikurim actually become part of the Bikurim gift itself, and the Karnam keep the basket themselves, whereas everybody else's basket is just given back to them. So the poor people actually end up getting a merit in that even their baskets will go to the Karnam. Mr. Tess, in order to decorate their Bikurim and make it beautiful, one of the things which they would do is around the baskets, they would put lots of perhaps small fruit and lots of nice leaves, and they would do this all around the basket. And this was known as Itur HaBikurim, the decoration of the Bikurim. And Rabbi Shimon Bananos Omer, Rabbi Shimon Bananos says, Ma'achinus HaBikurim, one is allowed to decorate the Bikurim and the baskets with fruit, chutz mishivas haminim, apart from the shivas haminim themselves. 
So even though those fruits will not be obligated in Bikurim, you can still use them to decorate the baskets and to decorate the Bikurim, since they are not the Bikurim themselves. And if they look nice and they decorate the Bikurim, then great! And in the same vein, Rabbi Shimbananos would allow you to decorate the Bikurim and the baskets with produce which came from outside of Eretz Yisrael. Even though that too cannot become Bikurim, nevertheless, it's not the Bikurim themselves, and as long as it decorates the Bikurim, great! However, Rabbi Akiva, Omer Rabbi Akiva says, in one may only decorate the Bikurim with the seven species themselves, ones which come from Eretz Yisrael too. And the reason for this, the Yerushalmi explains, is because if you were to bring other produce and other fruit on top of the Bikurim, or around the Bikurim, and those fruit are not actually obligated in Bikurim, and they can never become Bikurim, so if people see you bringing that together with the Bikurim, they might come to assume that actually Bikurim can come from any fruit. They might even come to think that Bikurim can come from fruit which comes from outside of Eretz Yisrael. And so to avoid people coming to that conclusion, we make sure that no other fruit are brought together with the Bikurim, even as decoration, since it gives the appearance that they are being brought as Bikurim themselves.